Hello, everyone. This is the beautiful Miss Victoria Barclay. Hi, everyone. That's not Miss. I'm married to her, so it's Ms. I guess. So, hey, I um, I found uh, the other day. I was putting this behind us, and I found Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> yes. Um, Godzilla was part of our wedding, and uh, so. You know, it's funny. I was thinking we've won a lot of awards for weddings, but we haven't done nearly as many as some of the other things that we do. Right. But, you know, we had some really special things that were really different at the wedding. Yes. Yeah. So my matron of honor, uh, is a very good friend from college, uh, Kate Haxton Weed, her husband designed, he's a, he's a model maker. And this is how uh, Godzilla ties in. Oh, yeah. So he he designed uh, Howie Weed, who's a model maker. He worked for um, a lot of different movies, but eventually started working for ILM, which is uh, Industrial Light and Magic. With um, uh, God, what what does he done? He's done he's so done many different so many, Well, Gremlins, Enemy Mine. Uh, the Fly, that was before ILM, and then he was the uh, head creature developer for the Wampa on Hoth in Empire Strikes Back, which is the ice creature. And uh, he was brilliant, and he's a mall maker, and he does all And that was on our cake. Yes, so he designed, I don't know how he got it right, but he, he had got my wedding dress right, and he has me with a juggling club trying to swat off Godzilla, and Lewis is standing in front of me, and there's a little bubble that says, wait, do you have an agent? So Godzilla is coming up the, the cake, and Lewis is fending him off, and I'm fending him off, and my dress is in shreds. And that's what the model is. And they yeah. surprised us with that. And it was awesome. And I remember when he put it together, he put us on the cake, and then he looked at Godzilla, and he says it needs something. And he took Godzilla's claws, and he made claw marks in the cake, yeah. and then he set Godzilla down next to it. So, that's, so we framed it with a picture of it. And we have it on our wall at home. And uh, that's one of the most special. Yeah, it's great when you have unique have. touches like that yeah. at a wedding yeah. that are so personal. Yeah. Vic and I actually met before we met uh, because we both worked at the comedy workshop. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah, you were in the improv company and I was doing stand up. And you were on your way. You were leaving the workshop. I remember seeing you, yeah. but not realizing till like years later that that was you. For those of you who don't know what the comedy workshop was, it was one of the premier clubs, comedy clubs in the country. It was as big as the Boston scene or a lot of the other uh, scenes. Yeah, uh, Sam Kennison came out of it. Uh, Bill Hicks, Janine Garofalo, on and on and on. A ton of, of my brother with the Texas Outlaw Comics. Uh, it was mm -hmm. a big club and we were both working there, but uh, we didn't meet at that time. Mm -mm. I came like right after yeah. you. Yeah. I, uh, no, we met at um, Radio Music Theater. I was about to leave for Los Angeles and uh, I had uh, trusted some people that I shouldn't have and I was completely bankrupt. I owed debts tremendous amount of debts and it took me six months to get rid of that. I was working like 24 seven mm -hmm. and uh, 
Just before I met you. Yeah. Yeah. Just before I met you. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> you wouldn't. We wouldn't be here if you'd met me. I don't time. know. I wouldn't have asked. <laughs> um, at that time, I was about to leave, and then uh, Radio Music Theater. And by the way, they are still performing. At what what city are they Arkansas, in now? Arkansas, but I don't remember the town. Yeah. If you get a chance, if you're in Arkansas, see them. Those are problem. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and we had both been taught improv by them at different times. Them, yeah. yeah. And uh, so you had worked with them putting in their new place. Yes, uh, that's right. <laughs> I laid baseboards. <laughs> I laid baseboards. And um, they asked me to, at the time, I was also an international uh, pantomime, pantomime performer. Uh, see how I stumble on that word. <laughs> it's hard for me to remember now. But uh, I performed with uh, a really great troupe, um, and they asked me to come in and do pieces to warm up the crowd and get the crowd to applaud and, oh, you know, just like the old radio they recording, They were recording radio shows at the time, yes. as well as doing live shows, so they wanted someone to warm up the audience, do the breaks, mm -hmm. keep everybody excited. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and also when I performed, I'd get laughter, and they could use that to sweeten some of the stuff that yeah. they were doing. And uh, so I, I saw you that night, and you know, jugglers and mimes, there's this thing, <laughs> and uh, like like competitive thing. Oh wait, we have. Wait a second. Wait a second. You're going way too quick because even before then, I, I was in the green room, and uh, Victoria had come into the green room. And they had this couch that is really, it, it should have. Typical green room couch, you sank right. into it. Yes. It was absolutely. like two feet off the ground, if, if that. Yeah, they must have pulled it out of a front yard that was being thrown away. But uh, anyway, I was on this thing, and Victoria came in, and all I could see were legs. And she had the most amazing legs. Victoria was a dancer choreographer. And uh, people used to put notes on her car that she, she had the most beautiful legs in the world. And she yeah, did. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. And uh, so they were saying, meet Victoria. And um, so I was leaning back on the couch to, to get up. And I swung uh, out and uh, fell basically into her breasts. And she said, uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember if you, I can remember. <laughs> and she said, uh, anything else I could do for you? And I went, oh God, I love this girl. <laughs> so we met that night. Yeah, we met that night. And we probably wouldn't have gotten together except for my best friend at the time. Oh yeah. Hank Amigo was in from LA. Uh, Hank Amigo who, uh, he's a brilliant performer and he wrote the comedy for when, when Jesse Jackson was on Saturday Night Live, he worked for Jesse Jackson and he wrote a lot of the material mm -hmm. for that show. Yeah. And uh, so he had the he he had his eye on one of my girlfriends that I was right. hanging out with. And he said, yeah. hey, you go out with Vic. If I, you know, if you go out with Vic, I'll go out with Caroline and we'll double date. And, right. And you were like, OK. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really thought it, it improper actually, because I had asked Victoria if she could do um, a show that I was, she, 
she was uh, going to be in a bathing suit and do a modeling piece for me. You remember that shopping mall? It wasn't a bathing suit. No? No. It's funny how your imagination <laughs> No, no, but it was a very cute black thing for the for Fendi. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Yeah. And I was going to be um, a mime for Fendi and, uh, uh, you know, one of those hard perfume girls. Oh. But it was their product launch, and uh, I had a lot of mime training, but it had been a while. So yeah. Lou was going to help me with that. And uh, anyway, we did go out on this date. And oh, and at the time, I was very into this metaphysical stuff. There was this person called Rampha, who was a thousand-year spiritualist, who I'd gotten involved with because of another girlfriend. And uh, Victoria used to subscribe to the Skeptical Inquirer. So we got along great until I started opening my mouth. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we could be good friends, but no. <laughs> nothing here, no magic, no nothing. Yeah, it was, uh, but then the second date, uh, she called up because we had to get together for me to show her some of the mind stuff. And she said, um, I've got this movie and would you like to see To Have and Have Not? And that's a movie I've been wanting to see forever, the one with Jack Benny. And uh, we just clicked again. Mm. It's amazing what a movie could do for people. <laughs> but uh, And I always have this theory that if you if you go on a date uh, take the person to a comedy that you really, really love. And if they laugh in the same places that you laugh, then you've got something. You know, that's really true because I took a beautiful girl out, ugly girl out. I took an ugly girl out once to uh, a show and uh, uh, it was a Harry Chapin show and she didn't get it at all. And I just like, no, no. Yeah. No, yeah. neither. But I had a crush on Victoria for four years. It took four years before Victoria would marry me. And uh, I, I was going to propose to you before, mm -hmm. about a year in, I was going to propose to Victoria. And uh, yeah, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, I, I could feel it. We went out on this date and... Uh, and I could just feel that something was going on. And, and I remember specifically at one point, I was like, please don't, please don't, please don't, please don't. Because I just knew he was going to propose. And I was nowhere near ready. I'm like, I'm like the tortoise. I'm slow and steady. And I was like, no, 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 no. Not now. Maybe later. But not now. I really had set up a lot of stuff. To my daughter was with me, which, by the way, proposing with your daughter with you. Brilliant idea. She's about four years old at the yeah. time. Yeah. And I had uh, this ring that I had. That was back when everyone was putting rings and cakes. And, and there have to be so many people who swallowed rings back then. But, uh, but anyway, I didn't do it, thank goodness. And it and really good because even after I proposed, uh, at Radio Music Theater, Radio Music I proposed at the place where we met. It took us another two years because we have all of these performers and we had to make sure that they... 
we did like a save the date before mm-hmm. save the date was really a thing. And we had this checkoff list. First of all, it was like a newsletter. And it was like, you know, juggler to wed mime and, you know, father saying, well, at least it's not a ventriloquist. And, you know, <laughs> it was it was really fun. And we had these places to check off for our entertainers, our friends who said, you know, things like, uh, sorry, I can't make it, you know, but. You know, I wish you the best, or I know I'll be on the Tonight Show, so somewhere. it, uh, you know, or anyway, there was a lot of checkoff things. I designed it and printed it and everything, again, before people were really doing any of that kind of thing. Yeah, I was managing Michael Davis at the time, who was one of the uh, two or three top convention acts in the country. He's yeah. the juggler who used to do the Appalachian bowling ball routine. He was five times on Saturday Night Live. and. Yeah. And uh, you can find him if you look at my management site. Uh, he's brilliant. Uh, and we had to figure around his schedule, too. We figured around a lot of friends' schedules and family schedules, yeah. yeah. It was complicated. And uh, finally we did. And at the time, I was not only doing pantomime and comedy, but DJing, uh, I had come up with a concept, the interactive concept that had uh, been really, really uh, working for me and another performer, uh, Ernest Thomas. And we were a black-white comedy team. I'm the white one. And uh, it worked out really well for us. But uh, yeah, was great. you kept on getting calls from, we had set a date and we had with this one oh lady. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot about that. She's like. I said, well, we're, you know, we're getting married on that date, so that that won't be possible. And she goes, well, let me know if anything changes. Yeah. I was like, really? <laughs> okay, come on. <laughs> Had to have her bar mitzvah. You know, yeah, she wanted the bar mitzvah date for Luminary. <laughs> our <laughs> wedding day, yeah, wedding weekend. We decided to do a weekend. It was a Labor Day weekend. In fact, our anniversary is coming up. And it was a three-day weekend. And we decided to take a week, come in a, like a week or a half week earlier. Right. Uh, just have some time to ourselves mm-hmm. uh, out at the Guadalupe River Ranch. A beautiful place. It was a real spiritual place for me. Um, Walter Starkey was there, who was a lecturer and a writer and one of the top people on that circuit, that, that mm-hmm. whole spiritual circuit. Well, also Broadway producer. Yes, he uh, um, <laughs> produced Bell, Book, and Candle, which is uh, uh, was a top one, and uh, also the show that became um oh, cabaret cabaret yeah right mm-hmm. that's right yeah uh, he was he was a sweet i man. am a camera yeah, i think it's very it was sweet the, man yeah yeah he was incredible and he was really important to us because uh when we went to the guadalupe river ranch uh, for that week victoria got so sick right away just no one night before the, yeah, but that one night I was sweating for a whole week. It was that like, one, I don't know, two or three days before we got married. And I, I was feeling, the weird thing is I was feeling fine. I had no premonitions. I had no bad feelings. I was, I was sure. To I wedding. was sure she was having second thoughts no, the whole time. And I wasn't really even sick. It's just in the middle of the night, I kept getting up and throwing up. I was sure it was and, because of me. And after the second or third time, I was like, oh, this is funny. Because I <laughs> felt fine. And I just thought, this is hysterical. I know I'm fine. I know everything's going to be fine. My body's just being weird. And then I had a long talk with Walter the next yeah. day. Yeah. And that really, he was really great. He was really supportive and helpful and, you know, 
just made me realize I was just nervous and kind I of natural we, nerves. I wish we had written down what he said to you because yeah. it was all about being best friends, which is absolutely true. Uh, yeah. Victoria is my best friend. And that's mm -hmm. always been true about our relationship. No relationship is perfect, but uh, our relationship, at least we were new, we were friends. Yeah. Even when you hated me, you were my friend. <laughs> hated friend. It's a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the way I felt. Yeah. Um, so uh, I thought we were going to have several days. To ourselves. To ourselves. <laughs> So yeah, apparently uh, Luce's mother had invited the family to come in early without yeah, telling without us. Without telling us. And um, now my mom is the sweetest oh, lady in the world. I'm so so very lucky to have such a wonderful mother. I mean, she is the kind of person who, uh, well, I was married once before Victoria, and that's where my beautiful daughter comes from, and uh, you and. And my son, thank you very much. And and uh, usually uh, that would be a disaster afterwards. And we really did have a, a hard divorce. And my mother just included us. My ex-wife was at my wedding. Yeah. So that's how. His ex-wife is actually like a sister-in-law to me. And we worked together uh, closely with the kids and the school and everything. So that was great. So his mother's a big peacemaker. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, she, 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 uh, Jewish she showed up <laughs> with her, with my father-in-law and uh, a couple of the uncles. And then, wait, wait a second. She didn't show up. The cousins no, no, came. She, no, no, the cousins came a few days later. Yeah, they came first. The parent ones came first. You are right. Yes, and then the You're cousins right. came later. So Ellie and my mother-in-law went to pick up the cousins at the at the uh, 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 airport. Yeah. And um, so my mother-in-law was so, a, a tremendous real estate agent. I mean, award-winning, brilliant woman. Yeah. Um, doing great even as we speak. So and, we're uh, coming in for dinner. And by the way, the Guadalupe River Ranch had a really wonderful dinner hall. Oh yeah, like the pre, the day before wedding or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and the cousins show up and we're we're walking over to greet them and they're laughing and they come up to Lou and Danny shakes Lewis's hand and goes, "Hey, great to see you. your mom's in jail." And we're like, "What?" <laughs> we're like, "What are right. you talking about?" And they go, "Well, <laughs> she had a little gun in her purse. It's that she Texas. Completely forgot about. Well." At the time, there were these attacks going on with real estate agents. So mm -hmm. Lewis's dad was like, you're not going out showing houses without a little gun yeah. on you. And it's tiny, you know, a little feminine thing. My dad was a Jewish redneck. Yeah, he was right. a Jewish cowboy. Yeah. And uh, so the cop apparently who, because she took it into an airport, uh, he they had to arrest her. And the cop who apparently put her in the back seat and was taking her in said, I cannot believe I'm arresting a grandma. I cannot believe I'm arresting a grandma. Right. I cannot believe I'm arresting a grandma. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I forgot. And She's I making like, them feel comfortable. Yes. <laughs> and she gets out in a few hours. But that's. She had to go before a judge, though. Uh, she did months yeah. later, yeah, yeah, and it was all resolved and everything, and they realized it was an honest mistake, and you know, whatever, I, you know. Yeah, but she they actually had her in handcuffs, <laughs> and, and the judge went by and went, "What are you doing? Take yeah. her out of the handcuffs." 
So that's how it started. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's, that's just a little part of the shaking up of the wedding. The next day, Hank Amigo, who I mentioned before, he played me for a ping pong for Victoria, oh, yeah. and he won. And uh, he let, didn't tell me. He still let me marry her. <laughs> and they're very competitive. Lewis is a very competitive <laughs> person. Hank is a very competitive person. Oh yeah. It was crazy. And. Uh, then we had um, Michael Davis and, and Frank Miles and uh, uh, Fly By Night and a whole bunch of great jugglers were juggling on the lawn of the Guadalupe River Ranch. Was it was really exciting to watch all of this passing and stuff going on. Uh, and then my brother came. Uh, my brother is uh, a brilliant wacko. He is just... <laughs> No other way to describe him. And uh, we did all kinds of the normal stuff, but uh, he did it in the most wacky way possible. Uh, well, he did wear a tie-dye T-shirt to the wedding. Yeah, yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't even remember if he wore clothes when we were tubing. I know he didn't. Uh, oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we uh, had a big family golfing thing that my dad set up, which was uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, and everyone was, and we had stars who were golfing along with the cousins. It was really a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And um, then the day of the wedding, uh, you are in your space and I'm in mine. I'm, I'm getting ready and uh, writing my vows, which I put off to the last minute because that's what I always do. And so scraps of paper were all around the bed while I was writing the vows, which uh, <laughs> I never used. <laughs> yeah, you got it down to one thing. And then when you went to, we had our own vows, when you went to read your vows, you started and then you looked at it, you crumpled it up and threw it away and said, I get whatever. And, and then, yeah, I lived the whole thing. Yeah. Of course. So that was fun. Um, uh, yeah. And, and it was short. And I wanted a, I wanted the, it was outdoors because the Guadalupe River Ranch was but you, stunning. You had to be away forever because all of our, there were a lot of guests who were coming in that day, oh, yeah. including your maid of honor. And uh, who never made it? Who never made it? But my matron of um, honor did, and that yeah. was important. Um, and what we found out later on was there was this wreck in Houston, and the freeways were blocked, and it was taking forever for people to come out of Houston. And so we were waiting for hours and hours and hours. And then yeah, we kept missing the daylight. We had to take the pictures early yeah. because we were worried that it was going to get dark too soon to be able to take pics. And then later on, we found out that the guy who did this painting, who is a brilliant artist, Dan Dunn, who is the famous speed painter, uh, he, he, he thinks. He thinks he caused it. Yeah, he's pretty he's, sure he yeah, caused he, it. Yeah, he was, he was lugging a boat, and he was on a way to... Uh, the wedding and the trailer lost a wheel and caused yeah and, and then, went across the freeway and stopped everything right and then trucks piled up but uh, it yeah, was just he thinks that's what happened anyway I'm, I'm yeah I don't know but he never made it the band this is before GPS and everything figured it out uh, Kit Reed's guys all went around yeah. a long way and they finally made it because uh, we wanted a mini big band, because we yeah. really like big band music. We wanted kind of a formal, I wanted a formal 
in nature kind of thing, this, this, um, this duality of, you know, formal clothing on beautiful green lawns overlooking, you know, fields and, and rock outcrops and everything that you have out in the Guadalupe. So that was my image of the wedding was just right. this, you know, beautiful, comfortable formal attire. I wore a long dress. Um, but you're forgetting part of the reason we got Kit Reed also was because Hank uh, oh, had yeah. also been uh, in this band with Kit. He played right. the trumpet and uh, yeah, Hank's uh, multi-talented. Yeah. And uh, so he had played trumpet in Kit's band before. And that was one of the main reasons we wanted to get Kit. Uh, and then we also had to um, Mike cousins were musicians and so and kit was like a musician's musician so we wanted someone who could play with a lot of different people yeah and he was very generous he uh he let these other bands come up so his cousin's band and in zuzu's pedals uh, scott mm -hmm. washburn uh, was a member of that yeah. uh and uh scott washburn worked for us in our office but he's also a brilliant drummer and he is with this group called Susu's Petals, which was pretty famous yeah. actually at that time. Yeah. So they played, and then we had a DJ as well. And my partner, uh, yeah, Ernie. DJ Ernie. Uh, uh, actually, I think Mike DJ. Really? Yeah, pretty sure. Oh, okay. We, we, want, we didn't want Ernie to have to work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ernie, uh, this is the first wedding he'd been to. And when I was dressing, I had brought a bunch of pants. Well, Ernie is tux pants. Yeah. Well, I'm six foot three, and Ernie is about five foot eight. Yeah. So the pants were a little different. So we had to really cuff them. And then oh, I'd forgotten pins, so we had to staple the bottom of the, bottom of the pants. Uh, and I had a ponytail. Well, actually, I had really long hair. Your your ex boyfriend helped Frank me with Miles. the ponytail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's one of my BFFs. Frank yeah. Miles, yeah, who's a, a, a convention act. Yeah, he's a great speaker and entertainer, really exciting performer. Yeah. And uh, so we had all these exes there. <laughs> yeah, but you know we were all friends. Yeah, you even had an ex there. No, 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 he wasn't even an ex. He was a friend. Who who at oh, who, yeah, that was weird. You know, right at the wedding was like saying you know if this doesn't it's work out, out. <laughs> it's like the harmonics my mom if it doesn't work out I'm like what the heck is wrong with people <laughs> anyway the wedding itself went off great we wanted yeah. to keep we did have a lot of little tragedies well, like weddings, people not showing up so I mean this is her maid of honor not being so able my my matron of honor was there and that yeah. was great. You know, that's the thing is weddings bring out a lot of emotion. You know, the, the bride and groom are usually fine, but it's the the people around them. Sometimes it can bring up a lot of emotions because it's the first time they've gotten together in years or uh, they can be positive emotions, they can be negative emotions. And you really don't have control over that. You just try to provide the best experience yeah. you can. And we wanted a lot of options for people. You know, we're very big on getting people together so it was almost like the way we run company picnics where you know there was volleyballing there was tubing there was you know meals every night on site that were mm -hmm. included there was so we wanted people to be able to take you know three or four days and really in swimming and all this stuff that they could do 
on their own together, have private time and, and really make it an experience, you know, something that is very common now, but was not so common right. back then. You didn't see, unless it was like a, a wedding in Jamaica or something, you just didn't see these week long weddings like that. That's true. Uh, where people could just get together with their family. It was like a big family reunion. It was like a big artist reunion. Mm -hmm. um, and we just wanted lots of things where people could do things together. Well, they, but there were a lot of little problems. Like you had problems <laughs> with your dress too, as I remember. Uh, uh, yeah, but that's that was not a big deal. But there were all these things yeah. that could have been major tragedies for some people, but Victoria was so chill and, yeah. uh, and you know we were just having a good time with our friends, but yeah. there there have been times when I have performed for weddings, DJed weddings. I remember one time this lady was walking down an aisle, and her train was so long it swept the candles down and caught her train on fire. And people came to the reception. They were like, "Oh my God!" They were so. This is just going to be a tragedy. And by the time I had talked with them and kidded with them, then everyone realized this was going to be the the major story of all of their friends, yeah. that there's no way that this could turn out to be a minor incident. And when the bride and groom came, I said, you know, everyone's just having a great time. They sympathize with you, but now everyone is excited to have this reception. and. And instead of them thinking, oh, my God, my friends think I'm a loser, they thought, oh, wow, I'm a star. So that is the great thing. You can turn a wedding around and the little things that can become major, major problems can actually make it a pretty, pretty great story. Yeah. Well, we, we are often told by our relatives that um, even, what, 29, we're going on. 28, 29 years, uh, that it's still their favorite wedding. It's yeah. still, they still think that our wedding was their favorite wedding because there were so many wonderful things to do and funny things that happened. And, and I think as performers, we, we had an added bonus in that we knew how to go with it. And I knew that I'm, I'm very detail oriented and I'm, I'm a perfectionist on a lot of things, but when things are live, you really learn to go with it. And, and sometimes those can turn out to be the best moments. Mm -hmm. You know, like right now, I'm hoping people are taking some wedding pictures with their masks on. Yes. You know, because yeah. that's something that is so um, now. Mm -hmm. And will they'll, the minute they see the picture, they'll know exactly when and where it was, you know, uh, in, in history, not mm -hmm. just in their lives. Um, and we're going to be speaking to some wedding coordinators in the future, find out what is happening now and mm -hmm. what new ideas are coming around to the wedding industry, along with uh, all the other different kinds of uh, events and concerts and and clubs and, and all the different kinds of entertainment that are going to be happening. So we're really excited to uh, to talk to you about that and talk with our our guests about that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, um, that's that's we, what our wedding was like, and you know, maybe you can make comments later on what you know yours were like, yeah. what, what your favorite mishaps were, and, and we'd love to and hear how that. you got around them. And uh, 
we will see you next time on our next podcast. Yes, absolutely. If you are checking our Best Entertainers Facebook page or Instagram page, we will have uh, information coming up. This won't air until the first week of September. And there are things that are happening that we will put on those pages. Like for instance, um, at the end of September, Maria Bamford, who if you don't know her, she is a brilliant, brilliant comedian. She's been on television many times, is having uh, a podcast where you can ask her questions about life and it's gonna be hysterical, I know. So we'll put different things like that on on uh, our Facebook pages and and we're excited and we miss you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.